what I've really done is nail down where I want to focus instead of being so all over the place. And sometimes as creative, intuitive women, we get all of these ideas and that's the easy part. But the hard part is to actually figure out what parts we want to focus on so that those can be successful because we're a lot more successful when we focus on just a couple things we're really good at. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey guys, Tina here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that we're still in the month of January, and even though we're closing out, I can still wish you a happy new year. I hope it's going really well for you. As we have just closed out or just about to close out the first month of the year, I want to share with you and let you know what's available. I am continuing to coach and work with people with intuition. This has become such a passion of mine. So many people in my community want to tap in deeper to their intuition And in case you're not sure that I have this going on, I have a four-week coaching course. This coaching course is individually tailored for you. We meet virtually once a week for four weeks, and we go over and we develop intuition. And yes, you do have intuition. Why would we want to develop it? To really have a better understanding of who we are, how we relate to other people, how we relate to ourselves, to be creative and have a purposeful life. So if you've ever wondered about intuition, if you have it and how to develop it, please contact me. I would love to work with you individually, one-on-one. And it's a beautiful gift that you can cultivate and grow. Now on today's show, I have the lovely Crystal Gray. Crystal was on the podcast a while back. So if you've missed that, go back in the library and check it out. I'm so delighted to have Crystal back. Crystal Gray is an international yoga teacher, retreat leader, and author. She lives with her husband and daughter on their 20-acre organic vegetable farm in the Midwest. She loves helping women let go of their fears and step into who they came here to be. Her book that is out, and I love the title, is Goddesses Fart 2. Yep, that's what I said, Goddesses Fart 2. We had such a fantastic conversation Crystal really talks about and gets real about how she had to course correct in her business and how she finds things because she's so creative and really focus in on particular projects. The book came to her a year ago, only a year ago on a retreat in Costa Rica. And she already has a book out and it's affecting and it's so wonderful for so many women. It is geared to women. Sorry, guys. The book really talks about how to find ourselves, be perfect, even in our imperfections. And I kind of go ahead and ask Crystal, like, how did you get that title? And it's kind of funny what she shares with us. I know you're going to love this episode. Now, Crystal is doing a giveaway. So make sure you check her out on her Facebook group and also find her on Instagram, Crystal Gray Yoga. Take a picture of holding the book and tag her. So sit back and enjoy the show. I know you'll love it. Hey, Crystal, how are you today? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be with you again today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on again. I really appreciate it. 
Oh, I loved our first conversation. And I think then we said we'd do it again. And here we are. So I'm so glad that you're back and so excited to bring you to the community once again with all your wonderful opportunities and your amazingness. And uh, I just can't wait to share you again with everyone. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. So let's just kind of do a little recap because sometimes people are just new to the show. It is a new year, so I have been getting some new listeners. So just share with the listeners and the Intuitive Woman community, uh, whatever you'd like, just a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, like you said, my name is Crystal Gray, and I've been a yoga teacher since 2006. So about 12 years now, quite a while. And my business has morphed through a lot of different things. I started out as a yoga teacher. I'm still a yoga teacher, but I've always been a little bit unconventional. So I opened up a yoga studio, which was the conventional path, what everybody kind of thought was the next step as a yoga teacher. And I decided that I didn't really like that that much because it kind of dimmed my light. And I I knew that I wasn't able to go out there and have as big of a voice as I knew that I could whenever I was always kind of stuck in the mundane tasks of having a studio. So I sold my yoga studio uh, about two or three years after I opened it. And that really allowed me to focus more on building my online community. So I did start my online community probably about a year before I closed the studio or before I sold the studio because I knew that eventually I wanted to have a bigger reach. And I knew that the internet was the way to do it. So I started with a Facebook group and I kind of had a few different iterations. I was teaching yoga and doing detox stuff because I'm also a health coach. And then finally, that led me to where I am now. And what I really did was listen to my audience. And what did my audience want to hear from me? Yes, they like my yoga classes and things like that. But what they really like is how I teach yoga. So I am starting to teach more people how to become yoga teachers. So I've been leading in-person local yoga teacher trainings for the past few years now. And this is my first year, actually, in a couple of weeks, I'm getting ready to go to Costa Rica and do a two-week yoga teacher training, which I'm really excited about. And I also lead online yoga teacher training. So what I've really done is nail down where I want to focus instead of being so all over the place. And sometimes as creative, intuitive women, we get all of these ideas. And that's the easy part. But the hard part is to actually figure out what parts we want to focus on so that those can be successful because we're a lot more successful when we focus on just a couple things we're really good at rather than tons of things that we're kind of good at. So it's kind of a long story, but that's where I'm at now. And you know what? I love that. I love that. Well, first of all, congratulations for Costa Rica and two weeks teacher training. That sounds amazing. And Thank you. I asked you offline to take me with you. So you'll, you'll spiritually <laughs> take me with you. But I think that's so perfect to say and how you said it. And and I think I have a lot of women that I work with and that are colleagues of mine that are similar to us. We're very creative. We want to create all these projects and we're good at a lot of things. However, are we listening to our community? I love that you said that. You really listen to your community and what they needed. And then also focusing a little bit in, right? So going a mile deep and not so wide, right? And finding those things that are working that your community members 
want from you. And then also giving that more direction and more attention. And you and I have similar skill sets, right? As an intuitive, as yoga teacher, as you know, spiritual coaching, or however, we're very similar. It's easy to get off track. It's easy to have that bright, shiny object. And then all of a sudden, look back on your year and say, wait, where was my goal? Where was my focus? So mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I love following you and connecting with you and seeing your community grow. So congratulations for all that you've done and being able to, I guess, would you say some of it has been course correcting? Oh yeah, for sure. And I wanted to say too, whenever you're talking about bright, shiny objects, it's so funny because that's what my business, like my the person who does everything behind the scenes for me, she she always says that, like you need to stop. But it's like what it happens too whenever somebody asks you, oh, well, do you do like life coaching? Oh, well, yes, I could do that. And then it kind of veers you off to that thing. So now when somebody asks me for something like that, like that I could do, I say, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I would lead them to somebody else who does that. Because even though it's hard, you can't keep filling your space with all of these things again, like that you're kind of good at. You, you know, you have to really stay on track and focus. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. So take us a little bit to present time. I know you're leaving for Costa Rica. So the teacher training is right here on your heels. And yes. I want to get to the book because that's how we reconnected. I we've been following each other and obviously I'm I'm in your sphere, but I love your book. I love your title and it's great. So can you share a little bit about how the book came about? Also, did you always know you were going to write a book and all of it that came together with that? Okay. Well, it actually started only a year ago. I guess I've tossed around writing a book for a long time, but not seriously. Only I only tossed around the idea as much as I tossed around any of my other ideas. So not I didn't give it a lot of thought really. And even though I've 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 loved reading books and I feel like I've been pretty good at English, those kinds of things come naturally to me usually. But I was on a retreat uh, last January in Costa Rica, the same exact place I'm actually going this year, the same retreat center. Last year, whenever I was there, I just loved it. That was like my fifth time in Costa Rica, I believe. This will be my sixth time. And last time, whenever I was there, it was my favorite spot, my favorite retreat center, my favorite retreat center owners. It was just the perfect storm. And so I thought, how can I be here longer next year? I know I'm going to lead a yoga teacher training here. So that's how that came about. But on that retreat, I brought a lot of the members from my online community. I, I had at least 12 people come. And there was a few, a couple different leaders came. And it was just really, it was really amazing experience to have all of these women. Something I love to do is, yes, have an online community, but then meet each other. So I am always up to just hopping on the phone with people and getting to know people better but then also having retreats where we can meet each other in person and then take it one step further with the yoga teacher trainings and take it even one step further from there. So I remember just sitting by the pool and one of the goddesses that came, she said, well, why don't you write a book? And I was like, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I I guess I, I could try. And so whenever I got home, it just that idea kind of just kept burning inside of me. So I was like, all right, whenever I get home, I'm going to really give it a go. And 
I am not great at follow through. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm getting better and better and better, especially as I narrow everything down and I'm not going all over the place with my millions of ideas. But whenever I got home each day, I sat down and made it part of my morning practice. So I would do my meditation, maybe do some yoga, whatever, whatever I was doing that day. And then I would incorporate my writing into every day. And so I basically was writing a thousand words a day. And I was like, okay, I guess that I have something to say. (laughs) And then I realized by kind of looking at other like authors' struggles, a thousand words was actually quite a lot. And so that really surprised me because it was just flowing effortlessly. And that might be maddening also to other authors, like, because it did really come easily to me. And it just, I knew it was bigger than me. You know, it wasn't coming from my mind. It was coming from somewhere else. And, and tapping into, into that place, into my intuition, just made it that much easier. So if there's any aspiring authors out there, that would be my first piece of just what I would recommend is to really tap into your intuition and let it flow from that place rather than your mind or what would people what do people want to hear or anything like that it was more of a healing process for me and then you realize oh other people need to hear this too cuz i'm sitting here and it has it's it's interesting with the whole book thought is that i have thought of writing a book but it's so far beyond there's other things i've thought of as well and right. i go I can't write a book. Like I'm decent in writing. I'm okay, but to write a book, you know, if you start to, I start to go through that whole rabbit hole of that. I can't do that. That's for other people. I'll leave it to the good people. I'll leave it to the people who write books. You know, I appreciate you saying that. Well, you know, just as much as the next woman, right? Is that you, no matter how many people are doing the same thing as you, your voice is going to connect with different people. And you know that, but sometimes you just need to be reminded of that. And what I did in my book is I heard other people that were in courses and things like that. And, and I'm really glad that I didn't get a course before I started it because I think that that really would have hindered how I did it intuitively. It's kind of like you know how I learned to work with Oracle cards. Nobody taught me how to do it. I just did it intuitively. And then I would actually see other people kind of doing the same thing. And I'm like, huh, that's weird that we would do the same exact thing. But... In my book, I I wrote it like I was writing, like I was talking to a friend. And I think that that comes from years of writing on social media. And so I think that that really helped because it's more conversational and it's like you're sitting there with a friend rather than writing a book. So let's talk about the title because we we haven't said the title yet. So let's share the title. And how did you get to that title? Was there a a title before that title and all of that? This has always been the title. The title is probably one of the first things to come about. And it's called Goddesses Part Two. (laughs) T-O-O. And so the reason why I called it that, there's a lot of different reasons. One, I fart a lot personally. Two, everybody does. That's the thing is that, and, and it goes into just being, being yourself and realizing that you could either look at it two ways. There's no such thing as perfect or everyone's inherently perfect. So we need to stop trying to be perfect or look perfect or act perfect because we already are perfect just how we are. And it's kind of like being in the present moment. Once you can 
be happy in the present moment, then you can be happy all the time. So once you realize that you're perfect in with all of your imperfections, then you can be a lot more happy and you can go out there and live the life that you're really meant to live. Wow. I love that. I I just love that. And I'm smiling and I'm chuckling kind of inside (laughs) as you're you're saying that because it's true. I mean, let's face it, it's true. So, and I also think, so is the book mostly geared to women? Because I know you're saying goddesses. So is it mostly geared to women? Okay. Yeah. And all of my, everything that I do is geared more towards women. And it's really funny because whenever I was growing up, I, I mean, I had like a small group of friends, but I never, I was never one of those girls that had like, you know, that would have like 12 girls in their bridal party or something like that. Like I had like three and I didn't have anybody else to ask. I always had small groups of friends. So it's really surprising for me to where I've really transitioned to now. But it's because I found those women that are also like that and maybe have always kind of felt like outcasts or felt like they're not good enough or maybe have made huge mistakes in their past, which again, everybody has. But Sometimes, you know, mistake, certain mistakes are looked down, frowned upon more in society, you know? So I have like drug issues and things like that in my past. So that might be a lot different than, you know, having credit card debt or something like that. You know, I don't know, but we all feel shame and guilt around different things. But whenever we don't love ourselves and those parts too, I really feel like that's when a lot of issues can happen and even disease, you know, dis-ease and everything I think can really stem from not loving every part of ourselves. Yeah, that's so very true. And I think that, you know, and as you were talking, I was very similar. I didn't have large group of girlfriends. Matter of fact, one of my sisters did. She had a lot of girlfriends to this day. She has all, she had a group of them. I would have one best, I have like one best friend from high school, one or two or three from college. Like mm-hmm. not that I didn't hang out with other women, but they were very selective and it was very interesting. And I too work predominantly with women. Matter of fact, it's like, even though I don't say I ever will see a man, even for Reiki, when I do my Reiki treatments, it's always women. So it it is what, and it's empowering. And I know that word is thrown around a lot, but it's the way that I think it just showed up. And it's also the way that I show up. So yeah. yeah, so we're very similar like that. So take us through. So the book is, would you say the the theme of the book is about that, is accepting yourself where you are? Or what is, is that what the theme mostly is about? Mm-hmm. Is just kind of getting us to that point where like, yeah. You said, yeah. Yeah. And the, the subtitle is A Modern Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment, Priest Happiness, Patience, and Inner Peace. So it, I go through and I basically what I'm doing in a lot of the chapters is I'm telling kind of a story about myself. So it's relatable. So you could be like, oh, okay. Yeah, she's been there. She's had some struggles. Okay. Well, then how does she deal with it? So then I'll take you kind of through the journey of how I started to deal with it. And then in a lot of the chapters, I give you journaling prompts and tell you different things, different practices that you can start doing in your spiritual practice because to start getting through these things. The main thing that I teach besides yoga teacher trainings is how to develop a spiritual practice at home and that really showing that you don't have to be a certain type of person to have a spiritual practice or to be a yogi. And I think that those are the common misconceptions. Oh, I have to be thin or flexible to be a yogi. Not true. All you have to be able to do is breathe. Or I have to, you know, I can't ever cuss or I can't eat meat if I'm going to be a spiritual person. 
it's all, it doesn't matter what you do. You can be on this path no matter what. So that's really one of the things that I've always been trying to teach people because my yoga practice doesn't look, definitely doesn't look like what it looked like 15 years ago where I was doing a lot more advanced poses and it was really hard and power yoga. Now I'm much more working on opening up that feminine part of me and that part of me where I'm allowing and not pushing so hard because we get stuck in pushing, pushing, pushing and trying to do everything that, you know, that men always do. And that's all great and dandy. But then we've kind of forgotten a lot of the things that make us women as well. And so it's about accepting those things. Yeah, I love that. And so, and I knew this about you. I know that your daily spiritual practice is very important. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's a main point that you teach in a lot of your teachings, yoga teacher training, as well as coaching and so Mm -hmm. forth. And I love that you incorporated the journaling part in the book. So tell me more about that. So is it, and I haven't read it yet. It's on my list. So is it that you go through and then there's journaling prompts or do they do journaling work before? There's journaling prompts usually at the end of the chapter. So if it's something that you know that you need to work on, then if you keep going to the end, then it'll tell about different spiritual prompt or different spiritual practice you can do. Like some activities I am adding into my days to find more joy and de-stress are writing, unplugging more often, meditating longer, reading spiritual books. So it goes through like that as well as giving different journaling prompts if they feel like they need to dig a little bit deeper. What was your favorite chapter of the book or do you have one? Well, chapter seven, I'm just flipping through now. This is my my favorite title of my chap of one of my chapters. It's Grow Some Ovaries, Why Don't Ya? say that. Why in the heck do people say, grow some, you know what? I better not even read this. So if you're going to read this book, just know that there are going to be some cuss words in here. I can't, I can't <laughs> even share it on here. It's not the whole thing like that. But again, it's like I'm talking to a friend. So I'm not censoring myself whenever I'm writing. It's just completely flowing out of me, just like I would have a real life conversation with a friend. And, and again, I think that that's what makes it so relatable. I love it. So now what's your plans forward with the book? Are you, I know you're in the coming up to another teacher training. Are you Mm going to incorporate the book as a mandatory reading? Are you going to incorporate it as an elective kind of thing? Are you doing a book tour or, and I know this is me being the creative, right? Thinking all these things or perhaps a workshop. Have you, have you taken it to that next step? Yeah, maybe you should just be my manager. That'd be great. <laughs> and then you can just tell me, like, I just, I always just want somebody to say, okay, you're going to do this, this, and this. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to do that then instead of like, oh, the world is so big and I've got all these opportunities, right? So what I'm going to focus on with the book is, of course, I'd want it to sell, you know, millions of copies, but really, I already know that it's making an impact in the world. And, you know, I have tons of people have already sent me pictures with their book. I've gotten reviews already on Amazon, about 20 reviews. And and it's just amazing just hearing just those reviews and knowing how it's changed their life. That's really enough for me. But how I'm using this book is I hope that if people stumble across the book, then they'll want to find me and join my Facebook group. And then maybe if they feel called, they'll go on a retreat or a yoga teacher training with me. And it's just really about finding those people that really, really connect. Because I think, you know, as a woman that, that didn't have a ton of, of girlfriends, it was, it's kind of nice to be like, oh, there are actually a lot more women out there like me. And I didn't know that until 
the internet came about and I really, and I started finding that out on my Facebook group. As far as in the yoga teacher trainings, I'm not sure if I'll ever make it mandatory. I mean, I've heard some life coaches and spiritual coaches already say that they might have their clients read it and then go through and work through it with them that way, kind of use it as the basis or the structure of their program with them. So I think that's awesome, but I can't do all that because I don't have the time and I've got to focus on my yoga teacher trainings. (laughs) But if anybody else wants to do that, I'll definitely support them in doing that for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's absolutely right because you have the teacher training, there's certain modules, but to have the book and have people work through it with someone or even like a book club or a community, something like that to take them through it. I love that. So I love that, that people are taking a picture of the book and kind of putting it on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Let's share with everybody what you are on Instagram. It's Crystal Gray Yoga, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-G-R-A-Y Yoga. Awesome. So for everybody listening, go check out the book. We'll make sure we link it in the show notes and take a picture and share, right? And uh, hashtag, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely using that hashtag goddesses fart too a lot. And people even just laugh about the hashtag and they don't even know about the book yet. Awesome. Yeah. So hashtag goddesses part two. I love it. T-O-O, right? Yes. And where can people find you on Facebook? Well, they could join my Facebook group. It's called the Yoga Goddess Collective. So that group's really amazing. We talk about all different sorts of things, crystals, yoga, meditation, journaling, any form of spiritual practice. And it's really a place where people can ask questions that maybe they don't feel like they could ask anywhere else or share some of the struggles that they need support around. And I'm also doing giveaways in there too, which is really exciting. So the giveaway for this month that I'm doing is a signed copy of my book. So I'm choosing the winner for that tomorrow, but each month I'm doing something different. So that's really exciting just to kind of give back to my community in the Facebook group. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I love that so much. So I know you've answered this question before when you're on the podcast. I'm going to ask again, and I'm sure there's many of them that you can cultivate from, but where is a time or recently that you have tapped into your intuition? (sighs) Well, I would say that it would be... Lately, I've had... some. My body has been giving me some signals with some pain and making me kind of look at my health. And whenever I'm looking at my health or any sort of dis-ease, I know that it's just a symptom of something. Something. So I'm using my intuition to say, what is my body trying to tell me? And it's so funny because all of these things that I've wrote down and kind of uncovered about what my body's trying to tell me, and it was perfect timing because it was the end of the year and really helped me to set up for 2019. Okay, what are my priorities? what do I really want to focus on in 2019? And where can I pare down even further? Because my health issues were kind of showing me that I was so stressed out and I was you know, just kind of putting so much pressure on myself. So I really was able to use my intuition to, again, prioritize, let go of things that weren't serving me and just get really focused so that I can also have that time every day to really nourish and nurture myself and de-stress. So that would be the most recent time. <laughs> I love that. And that's so important to listen to our bodies, to feel what we need, to tune in because it's it's very easy to ignore it. And I completely agree with you. When we get the body is 
really the antenna. So the body will show things up and it's beyond the physical, where is it coming from? So that's so healing. And it's, it's, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that you said that because there's so many people that may not use intuition that way or tune in that way. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome for always new health and wellness in every certain way. So, well, thank you, Crystal. Anything else you want to share with the listeners? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, if they want to join that Facebook group, again, they'll be entered to win some prizes. So that's always a fun thing to do. And I hope to hear from more people who've read my book. And if it's impacted you in any way, I'd love to hear that. So thank you so much, Tina, for having me on again. I really appreciate it. And I always love connecting with you. Oh, it's been great. Thank you so much. Enjoy Costa Rica and many blessings to you. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. 